The Last Supper with Steph DeSosa. Thanks for dropping by. Come and suss Steph's Live Spice. All her socials at spicysteph.com. Today we have an extra special guest. Well, in fact, I think this guest was probably just for me, really. Today we have the amazing Matt Preston. Honestly, one of the nicest men I've ever met. I could not have asked for a greater mentor during my mastership experience than Matt. So generous with his words, time and experience. I could just listen to him speak about food in his beautiful luscious voice all day, every single day. Grab a wine and DM Steph. She'd love to hear what your last supper would be and what wine you're drinking. So Matt, have you released your new... Yeah, it comes out November 1st, yeah. So what's in that that you think is the the thing that is going to blow everybody's mind? What's the recipe that everybody's going to love in that? You know, it's always a hard one because you're never sure about what what the, you know, things like there's a uh, a zucchini lasagna there that's that's pretty special, which I think you might have had when when you you were there when I did. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, so what I love is it's so simple, it's so delicious, but all the joy of it, of a normal lasagna, but it's, it's much quicker to make. You really do. Instead yeah. of making, having to make a meat sauce and cook that for a long time, you've got those kind of those kind of grilled or fried zucchini. And I just think that that idea of putting spinach into the bechamel and nutmeg, and so it's green, and you kind of get this kind of this kind of very different sense of a lasagna. I think that's good. There also we've also got a cracking. Well, there's a fair amount of cracking. Like often we see um, vegetarian foods as kind of healthy and worthy. And there's a lot of that stuff in there, but there's also a lot of what I call DFV dishes, dirty, filthy vegetarian oh, dishes. Oh, I love which that. Which are kind of things like, you know, homemade potato tops covered with uh, grated smoked cheddar and with a smoked almond mayonnaise and crispy jalapenos on them that are on the shoot where they just, we shot those and within about 30 seconds, they'd all gone. Vanished. Um, so I think it's that idea. I mean, any good cookbook has that stuff that is, is a bit out there, whether it's serving us to her. Sunflower seed risotto, for example, or oh, you know, or yeah. sunflower seed hummus with with grilled broccolini, and then there's the classics where you know whether it's a, a really good ramen that's quick and easy to make, or, and then there's the slightly more out there stuff like a, there's a, a dish of um, these ghost prop croquettes inspired by a South African junk food that has this lovely tomato nutmeg flavour, so recreated that flavour in a kind of a you know croquette. But I'll there's you know the corn yeah. fritters I know people are going to make, and that's, so as well as the kind of as a virtuous salady, crisp, raw stuff, um, there's also a lot, a lot of decadent stuff. The, the thinking really is that, you know, really it's about, about how you can elevate your veg, whatever it is, to another level by, whether it's by how you cook it or whether it's by what you add to it. So, you know, whether you're making a carrot bacon with tamari and, um, and white miso and like paprika and spreading it on carrots and slow roasting that smoky flavour of bacon but the and the same textural kind of bite that bacon has, or whether it's something that, that you know, probably a, a bit more kind of populist, maybe like a, you know, any number of the curries and the stews and that kind of stuff, which will be, be great come winter. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there are, there are things I'm, I'm a particular fan of. I don't know whether you, you taste when we did it as an immunity challenge, we did the sauces, and there's a ketchup I make with... Oh, with, yeah, that's delicious. Uh, yeah. Capotli chili and um, yeah. tamarind, a little bit of brown sugar. And the one we made was cooked now, but actually... Working with the guys in the master of kitchen, they come up with idea. Well, do you really need to? The chipotle is fine, and the the tamarind is fine. Why don't you blitz the tamarind and the chipotle together, throw in some sugar, and make this really fresh, bright kind of ketchup, which is delicious. And with anything like kind of roasted pumpkin or that kind of stuff, that's pretty special. It's just, and, and which is also equally with pork chops or, or or the steaks and the barbecue or 
or your roast chicken. So it can go anyway. You know, it can go. I think that idea of saving stuff anyway. So is that something that you do now that personally, do you find yourself eating more veg-based meals? Yeah, a lot more. Last year I dropped the paleo diet for a while, I dropped the vegan diet for a while and then I, and I kind of, because I wanted to, to kind of understand those diets, understand yeah. the limitations of it. And also I wanted to kind of, I wanted to train myself to think away from the normal kind of uh, her- culinary heritage I have, yeah. which is, you know, which is a lot of cheese and a lot of yeah. bacon and a lot of, and a lot of eggs. Yeah. And the vegetables being a constant now, I just found myself starting to think more broadly and more internationally in terms of there's so many great vegetarian dishes out there. Yeah. And, and then you also look at a dish, you know, I'm a, I love my curries and, you know, I love a kind of sort of, you know, old fashioned um, button, butter chicken, uh, chicken, chicken, chicken masala. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, cashew, like cashew, thickly cashew nuts, that's nasty, bit of tomatoes. But instead of using, using chicken, we, we found that if we, if you roast the carrot, you can take you roast the carrot. Yeah. And it goes, you know, and it, it gets softened and then it take it a bit further. It kind of it, it reduces and gets a bit gnarly and starts to taste sweeter. If you push it on at a low temperature for longer, it starts getting really chewy and really meaty. It gets that and, and texture. And some of that sweetness drops away. That, that in a kind of this, this tomato korma is spectacular. Mm, and you taste it, you go, look, look it's, it's a different dish, but it's a, but it's certainly it's a cheaper dish and it's also it's got a joy over all of its own. I think that's what I wanted to do with like all the dishes that were vegetarian, uh, that were vegetable-based, to have a joy all their own and then give the people, if you want to add protein and more protein to the dish, then you can do so. That's why at the back of the book there's, 30 pages of different ways of cooking proteins that you can then flex in to those dishes if you've got them. But I love that concept. I, I recently did a pop-up dinner and the theme was sustainability. So I made it a, I called it plant-based. I didn't call it vegetarian. I didn't call it vegan because I didn't want to scare people away from and, it. And, you, and you're absolutely right. And, and you, when you see the cover of the book, it, it, the book's called More and the, the title of the book is, you know, More Ways and More Vegetables and More Joy. And, and it's absolutely... We all want to find interesting ways of introducing vegetables into our diet. And if you look at most books over the last 40 years, it's always been about the meat of the hero. Yeah. And it's just turning that around and trying to make the vegetable hero and almost thinking of the meat as the side dish. Yeah, exactly. For so long, vegetables were, were kind of marginalized and, and, and made as side dishes. Actually, that's flipping it around and making the veg the main event. And if you want some protein or some seafood, then let's have that as, uh, as the side dish. To those people who want it, it's I mean, a little it, bit of it, added extra. Yeah, yeah. If you want it, if you require it, and also again, I mean, I think we want everyone to have the option of, of, you know, there's a recipe for making your own um, vegan fish sauce in there. But if you enough fish in the very commas, um, but but then you know, for most people, their attitude towards veg is they is they like to eat more veg and they they don't mind having a bit of real fish in there, which is going to be easier and quicker. Yeah. It's going to give them a delicious flavour. So, you know, I think the, the danger with, with often with these very commas diet is they're very black and white mm. and they kind of and there's, there's not a lot of flexibility and that and i think this whole idea of, of, of flexitarianism is a, is interesting you know it was this old it's your michael pollen line yeah um, i, I agree less, yeah many plants eat yeah. less many plants yeah exactly that's exactly right and i think what can be better for us than just trying to have more vegetable into our diet i think i think that's actually right look at and again I, i'm certainly not not going never going to swear off eating meat or swear off eating seafood or swear off eating dairy because I think I'm true I'm an omnivore I don't like to limit myself but in terms of where, where there's work to be done there's so much work to be done in ways and approach to making vegetables delicious yeah I um, agree that makes it very rich and also we've been toying with this book for 
three and a half years or so. Oh, wow. So, so working with Michelle Salmon, who, who I work with, who helped with the testing and the, the development of the recipes, we, for three years, we're, we're finding things, seeing things overseas, reading stuff, taking notes, adding it to the list of potential dishes. Yeah. So then we sat down to, to shortlist the dishes and we sat down with the editor of the book, who's a, who's a 20-year vegetarian. Oh, wow. And, said, and, then, and she just said, now I've seen it, that's boring, you can't do that. Oh, really? Okay, why is that good? What's interesting about that? And, and so we wanted to do a book that, that you know, that's, it's, it's for everybody, but if you are a long-term vegetarian or vegan, you might find a couple of little gems in there that you can add to your repertoire. That's a little bit um, different. And that way, and that's a little bit different, yeah. I love the introduction, and I think it is an introduction because it's not something that I've seen a lot of is adding that smoke into that vegan and vegetarian food, and I think that just takes vegetables to another level where, that it does oh, for well, meat as well. Yeah, as it has done for meat for ages, and I think, you know, that, that, that was one of the things that Simon on the last thing that I was on to, was, you know, and this, this is this whole idea that, that what really is flavour? Yeah. What really, what, what is it that we love? What is it we love about bacon? Do we, is it really the, the, the things that we identify with bacon are the saltiness and the smokiness? Exactly. And so, you can transfer so, that onto anything. And you can transfer that on, on, onto anything. So it's those ideas that, you know, obviously, you know, with the, with the arrival of the smoking gun 15 years ago, you suddenly saw people smoking everything from butter to, to, to oil, to mayonnaise, to maple syrup, and, you know, suddenly smoke popping up you know, all these different places. And because it's one of those things that are certainly from a, a European or a North American or those kind of backgrounds, smoke, smoke pops up as a classic preserving um, agent yeah. that's been, uh, been around for, for hundreds and thousands of years. It rings bells for us. It, it rings bells that have probably exist on a deeper level than kind of what, what we know and see. Yeah. You know, there's certain things that, you know, are definitely part of our, they become part of our, our background and, and there's no reason for it unless it, it comes from a, you know, a cultural experience goes back there. Is this a five-headed iTunes podcast? If so, leave a review. If not, fuck you. You've been travelling recently. Is there something that you've eaten that was extraordinary? Oh, actually, no, yeah, that's a really good question. Yes, there is. I was in southern Portugal on the Algarve and we went to this little pavement cafe. Like, literally, it's um, table and chairs on the pavement next to the dock, next to the fishing boat. There's a kind of six-foot charcoal grill there that, that's kind of burning white hot and they cook their thing called linguado which is their local soul mm. uh, and they had fancy stuff like serve and all the high end stuff but this this local soul cooked like that just just, just on the, the grill. point where where just on the grill you know held in a, in a metal frame and just taken to the point where the flesh is set and it's just that perfect still juicy and, and then a little bit of, bit of bit of oil and garlic over the top um, boiled potatoes simple tomato salad dried oregano next to it Quite, quite spectacular. I mean, would be one of those, one of those kind of angel seeing you moments to try. You go, that is just heavenly, and and it's so simple, and it's so classic. It's just the freshest produce, sensitively treated, and, a, and an absolute winner. And so that year, actually, by like, yeah. that local soul, um, caught off the, the the coast, kind of near Faro, perfect. Would you go to one of these little roadside, cafe side, street side restaurants, or you know? I guess almost street food rather than a high end cafe. What would be your preference? Well, preference between being high end, and I reckon for a whole range of reasons, it's probably a kind of ratio as I'm travelling of a one to four. Um, I, I really like street food. I really like the the kind of the immediacy of stuff and the 
they kind of the great idea of one one thing done really well by one yeah. person. So yeah, I find free you know in terms of writing the book, I find way more inspiration in people's homes and in 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 those kind of small cafes or street stalls or hole in the walls than I do from fancy fine dining. Yeah, I, yeah I'm the same. I, I almost look for the place that's got the plastic chairs and the checkered tablecloths because I know the food is going to be amazing there compared to something that's you know. Well, I think I think I think often often you're getting. You know, there, there, there's a whole range of other pressures that comes from putting a, a big price tag on a meal um, that, that people have to do stuff. And, and, and also, you know, the, the, the answer tends to be that that guy, and, and Indian cuisine is a great example of that. But, you know, you go to that one place and all they do is this one curry and that's spectacular and that, that's what you go there for, that's who love and they've been doing it for 40 years. And so unsurprisingly, it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, and it's perfect and it's the same every time you go, isn't it? And the That's right, ingredients yeah. are pure and it's it's usually local and seasonal and all those kinds of things, which leads it to being magical in the end. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think also that there's a whole sense of place of walking into the, the fancy fine diner and you've got all dressed up and, you know, you, you get the greeting from the maitre d' and it's all very la-di-da, but, but that enhances that experience and, the, you know, the, the feeling of the head, the weight of the cutlery and the, the tablecloth and the beautiful glassware everything's impeccable but there's also the same thing as the sand, the sand between your toes in that street cafe where you're having fish that's been caught that morning from just in the waters you're looking at yeah that, that taste is well, as yeah, memorable same, I guess same kind of environmental seasoning yeah um, but, but, it, but it, at a far cheaper price point if you like the service tip us with a review on iTunes it's free you tight ass so mate if I held a gun to your head right now and I said you could only have one one main and one dessert tomorrow and then that's the end you're never going to eat again what would it be so, so i don't have to eat the rest of my life i just just a one-off just one-off oh, pizza oh really it would be pizza, pizza. so what well, pizza is everything is it it's all the food groups in one yeah it's carbs it's got you know you're gonna you're gonna have some salad with you have a nice couple of salads with the pizza yeah and so you probably go pizza and then you probably go some really good fresh fruit with um with, with ice cream and, and ice cream and cream, I would think. Oh, they're very, very, very clean and very simple, you know. Have you got someone you would is. want to cook that for you? Oh, it, 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 well, if it wasn't you, Seth. Oh, you sweetie. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wouldn't be me, I don't think. <laughs> um, no, oh, well, you know, if, if it's the last thing you're going to have, you're going to pick your... You're going to pick your family, aren't you? you have yeah, to, absolutely. I, you know, I agree you completely. Know, I, I don't think there's any other thing. If, you, if it's if it's the last meal, then that if your family is the the, the most important people, it has to be them. Yeah. You know, there are other people that be stimulating in, in different ways, but um, that's no, no, got to be your family. At the end, that's where you want I to mean, be. In the and end actually, well. having said that, having said that, I probably want my, my wife to eat potato gnocchi as well. Oh, really? She does make spectacular gnocchi. Ah, there you go. Well, did she put a sauce on it? Just some grated cheese and some brown butter. That's mm, pretty perfect. Yum. Gnocchi's actually, I think, if I had to choose, it's it's one of my all-time favourite foods. I just love it. Can't get enough. Well made is such a great, yeah. a great thing. Badly made, it's um, actually a disaster. But well made, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. But also you want really ripe tomatoes in your salad. You want to have um, cucumber. You want to have that little fresh crispness of iceberg lettuce. You want to have a, a nice, nice, maybe just, maybe just a squeeze of lemon or lime juice over it just you know just to kind of appreciating things for what they are in terms of their their natural beauty mm, that um, sounds amazing. is pretty good you know, there, there is also the other thing probably would have to get added to this there was a we did have this strange brioche donut at a place called Disretire in Barcelona when I was on this trip with George and Gary around the world yeah. and it was a little puffy donut very thin brioche outside yeah. but sweet bready outside and inside loads of caviar 
in melted creme fraiche. I remember seeing you guys eat that on Instagram last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. when you did your yeah. big trip and you That's kept right. going back for more, I think, didn't you? It's like, bring was, more out. Um, and it was unbelievable. It was, it was the most expensive real round. It was 30 euros each. So we we'll have another round of it. And another one. And another one. We had that care. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. We've got to have them. We've got to have them. <laughs> I love it. Mean, I think that's, that's why well, you need a gun, you need a big gun, because, you know, the, the most exciting thing, and it, this is the whole thing where, you know, we're constantly learning. We're constantly finding yeah. new taste sensations and new things that, that, that you can enjoy there and then. You can go back and reinterpret. You can go back and, and recreate. And that that's a great joy. That's why cooking is, and food such a, a marvelous thing is because, you know, as, as Alan Passard so famous, he says, how good is food and wine? How good is it? Oh, there's all these different ideas constantly coming through. And, and just when you think you've seen everything, there's another 50 things you go, wow. Yeah, it's and amazing, so isn't it? It just blows your brain that you could just literally eat something different for every single meal for the rest of your life probably. And still have other things to discover. And that's the wonderful thing about social media combined with travel is that you're constantly getting all these ideas that – People are traveling to places like Latvia and finding these strange bacon empanadas and going, well, how yeah. come with that be? <laughs> yeah, getting super Someone's excited. Got, that's right. And that's the other thing that you go somewhere because it's famous for one thing. Like, you, know, you go to Argentina and it's famous for steak. And then, and then, and actually when you come away, I love for their ice, their ice cream, which is unbelievable, or their uh-huh. amazing, weird, like, sausages where they turn intestines inside out. Yeah. And they stuff them with mint and like a ricotta cheese and they grill them. And because the intestines have got little flecks of, of, of fat on the inside of them, yeah. the intestines go all super crispy. It's got crispy outside, soft ricotta and mint on the inside. Uh. Delicious. Now, you never, now that, that's such an out there idea, the idea of turning the intestine inside out. Yeah, you just never think it. of it. You'd never do it at home. Not and, and, and again, it's probably not something you're going to recreate at home, but it's a another moment you go wow that's clever just that's, that experience you know, human, human human ingenuity when it comes to food is, yeah is quite breathtaking it's unbelievable so matt just before we finish up and thank you very much for your time but i just want to ask you one question and you can yep. answer either way if you like it's choose your own adventure is tell me what the last thing you ate or the next thing you're going to eat is okay last thing i ate as in a meal Yep. Um, I had a bowl of laksa last night. Oh, yeah. I, I had a bowl of laksa, which is lovely, homemade laksa, which is really simple. It's absolutely delicious. Loads of bean shoots in it, and that that was that, that was pretty special. Yum, and it was homemade for you, so it was even better, right? Well, it was it was homemade by by my wife Emma, so that made it even better. Oh, <laughs> that's even better when you get a chance all to have that I, at home. <laughs> all I all I had to do was do the washing up. Oh, and, and it was one of those great moments. It was like, just come here, try this. What do you reckon? Does it need anything else? I tried it and I went, that is so delicious. That's like spot on. Do, do nothing. Leave it. <laughs> even better. Yeah, even better. Thanks, man. It's really that's lovely great. to talk to you. Take care, Hank. Good luck with your book launch. Thank you very much indeed. And best of luck with your podcast. I'm excited. I can't wait to see who else you've got on. Grab a wine and DM Steph. She'd love to hear what your last supper would be and what wine you're drinking. <laughs>